Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. The AV Club found their first school year together at Oakhurst College drawing to a close and final exams at hand. The chairman designed his own exam for the group, where they needed to use their collective powers and wit to beat him in a contest of skill. They managed to prove themselves, and much to the chairman's delight, pass with flying colors. All seemed well, until Iris received a message from Coffee Josh, telling her that he had been growing very suspicious of the so-called Oakhurst Heritage Fund and their commandeering of his coffee shop for research for several months. He alerts Iris that he intends to break into his own store that very evening to discover what is really going on. In a panic, the AV Club regroup in Oakhaven and find Coffee Josh's store open, though Coffee Josh himself was nowhere to be found. Inside, they found a kidnapper-made home video showing that Coffee Josh had been taken by a mystery figure, claiming the only way they would see him alive again was to undergo another collective test that would prove if they were ready for salvation. Iris, rushing to Coffee Josh's office, fell down a massive hole where the rose mosaic tile once laid, leading to an underground labyrinth. The group was separated into two from a partial cave-in, and now find themselves facing tests made uniquely for each of them. Find out at last what has been lying under the rose. Welcome back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 31, Under the Rose. So, AV Club, you have found yourselves just recently dodging a cascading rock wall on either side, splitting you up into two distinct groups. Now, no matter how much you scream or make noise, you can't hear anything from the other side about anyone. Zach and Evelyn, however, you do hear the bank vault door opening in front of you, and a name very clearly marked says... Evelyn. Dr. Egan, Kane, and Iris, your bank vault door opens as well. Wow. And the name that you see very clearly is Iris. Ooh. Oh my gosh. No, oh no, no. God. I don't want to do a test. I don't want to do it. It's all right. We're, we're here. We can support you. Okay. Are the others dead? Okay. I don't know what to do. Okay. I'm going to go in. And she slowly goes in. And Egan follows. So as you walk in, before I cut away, you walk in and what you all step on is squishy. <gasps> you step on this squishy, bouncy material. Oh. And as you walk in the dark, you feel, Kane, you feel something kind of like slipping up your pant leg. What? Uh. And when you even go to take your next steps, you realize that you're both stuck wrapped to the ground by a bed of roots. No. Iris, you hear, Welcome to my lair. And you see this like bulbous, pus-filled tree thing is sitting in the center of the room, kind of letting this noxious odor let loose from the room. And it's like, Welcome to my lair. Hi, I'm 
Iris. Hello, Iris. I'm... Its name is this, like, kind of guttural sound. Mm. Yep. So Bob got it. <laughs> um, Egan and uh, Kane, you can feel these roots wrap around your legs higher and higher as you begin to get sucked down into the ground. <gasps> and Iris, you can feel the roots beginning to climb up your leg. What do you do? You're not ensnared yet, though. <gasps> she brings out her wings and flies up. So you are hovering and the roots go to grasp you, but they can't. <gasps> I, uh, Kane and Egan, it's a little bit too late for you, but you're, you're getting pulled in slowly. <gasps> And it's saying, they will make delicious food to be broken down for 50 no, years no, 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 in slow no, no, no. acid. Oh, oh my god. Jeez. Iris flies up to the, the tree closer and goes, please, I'll do anything to get them back. What, what can I do for you to let them go? They're my friends. It is not for me to offer. It is for you to offer. Yummy yum, I love the taste of jeans, he says. Oh, as you can God. taste Kane's jeans. No. <laughs> um, At this point, the roots have made their way up to both of your uh, hips. Oh my God. Okay, can I, um, I have Coffee Bob's ni- knife in my um, my fanny pack. I'm going to start trying to hacking at the, at the roots. <laughs> you hack at the root? It, it, it takes a while to cut through one. They seem very thick and strong. When you mm-hmm. cut through one, acid actually bubbles out and hits your hand, Egan, oh. and burns your hand for no. one harm. Oh, no. Oh. That hurt. Yeah, but that hurt, too. Okay. You came into my home. <laughs> um, Iris is going to say, okay, listen, you don't want them for food. They're not the food you're looking for. What you want are even better things, and I can give those to you, and it'll be so delicious if you just <laughs> let me get it for you. What will you give me to eat? Um, she pats down into her pockets, <laughs> and she goes, okay, I'm going to give you a few things to try, and whichever one you like the best, you get to keep, Okay. Feed me! The room shakes. <laughs> Iris takes out the jar of honey from Egan. Yes. Oh. And, and takes it and opens it up and goes, okay, this is unlike anything you've ever tasted before and is much sweeter. And she tosses it into his mouth. Oh, that's, nice. I love that. That's so the, the the honey that Egan gave you for Christmas, just to remind our listeners. Yep, yep, yep. She hasn't taken anything out of her coat. Like that, she just... <laughs> The blue paperclip is still in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of see this mouth apparatus open up in the bark. So, Iris, how do you give him this honey that you'd like to give him? She, she's like, oh, you're going to love this. And she goes up and as she does, she kind of like brushes her hand against his like his bark a little bit. And then she takes the littlest <laughs> bit out and she goes open wide. And then she just like puts her finger on like one of the his mouth or something and just let him, <laughs> lets him like lick off the little bit of honey. Are you trying to turn him on? A little bit, yes. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> roll, roll turn someone on. Um, okay, with my wild hunt, oh, da, 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 da. that's a 10. Okay, so on a 10 up, take a string against them. Cool. Bob the tree man. It's blah, 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 the tree <laughs> man. The bulbous thing. And it, it, it licks the honey off, off your finger and it goes, yum, but I want more. And at this point, the roots are now, the roots have now crawled up to the sternum of Egan and, and Kane. 
You naughty, naughty boy. I will give you more, but first you have to release my friends. And she like takes a little bit more and just like lets him, she's like, there's so much more where that came from. You're gonna have to be a bit more than that, girl. You're letting me give up two tasty snacks. You gotta sweeten the pot. Hmm, sweeten the pot, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, um, she is going to, can I roll dark to use fairy magic? Totally. You know what? Fuck it. She's gonna put her hands on the mushy ground and she's gonna close her eyes and she wants to create like a little like, um, like a strawberry plant. Oh, okay. Roll for plus dark. <laughs> please, 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 please. That's a 10. Yeah, I, that, that's great. And you can channel these now because the time that you spent with Lucky, you almost like hear like Lucky's voice in your head. No, this realm's plants and they will serve you. And you kind of start to grow this uh, with with a 10. You grow like a fucking strawberry stalk yeah. and it like grows up to the bulb. He's like, oh, <laughs> you like that? And she takes one off and dips it into the honey like it's a chocolate covered strawberry and like flies up and she holds it out in front of him. She's like, I'll give you this and it's going to be one of the best things you've ever put in your mouth if you let my friends go and I will feed you these strawberries until all of them are off this tree. Plant. One condition at this point, the roots are now uh, starting to cover your yeah, mouth. Yeah, she's getting nervous. Oh she's God. keeping a smile on her face, but she's getting real nervous. What's that? The bulbous plant looks at you and says, Can you please deliver it in some other means, my pretty oh. fairy queen, please? Without breaking eye contact, she goes, Oh, I can definitely do that. And like without breaking eye contact, puts it in her mouth, like so the little like leaves of the strawberry plant, she's like holding with her teeth and she like flies up and just like drops it very like sensually into his mouth without breaking eye contact with him the entire time. Yeah, roll, uh, do you want to spend that string? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she does. If, if this is going to convince him to let them go, for sure. What do you want to do with the string spending? Um, I, I guess I'm going to add it to my roll and she's going to, she doesn't move. She like stays where she, where he's holding her and just says, now release my friends and I will give you all of those strawberries delivered to you with my mouth. Roll, roll one more, turn someone on. <laughs> Am I spending the string? Yeah, do you want to? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can um, add one to your roll. Do, 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 ten. Oh, heck yeah. So, Dr. Egan and Kane, you can feel the roots loosening about you as his focus is now fully on Iris. And he goes, Now, if you could all leave me in peace, I want to spend some time with these strawberries in my imagination. <laughs> okay, well, one more strawberry. One more strawberry for the road. And she like puts the jar down and dips another one in and flies up and like drops it into his mouth. Thank you, my fairy princess. And Kane and Dr. Egan, he lets you go and you just tumble down <gasps> to the floor below you. Oh, oh shit. Level. Oh my gosh. Okay. And she just dives after them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that like you don't have to roll for this, Iris. You, you, you're, you can't stop them from falling, but you kind of cushion their fall that no one takes damage and Yay. you land onto the second floor as the roots close back up above you and the lights turn on and you see the paint is written Egan. And on that, our camera will fade away from this group. Our camera opens back up on Evelyn and Zach. 
Now, last time we had left you, you were looking at the vault door that said Evelyn's name. And as you both walk through this door, you see comparatively to Iris's room for the audience, this is much smaller, and it's much more streamlined. What you're looking at is a small pedestal table in front of you. And as you make your way up to this small pedestal, you see that it has a golden plaque with some engraving on it. And on top of the pedestal are five bubbling potions. And each of the potions has a unique look. In fact, this is what they each look like. One is thin and violet, one is heavy and honey-colored, foaming and silver is next, cloudy and emerald is after that, and last is molasses-like and ocean blue. And as your attention is drawn down to the plaque, you see that it has very tiny scribbling writing and reads, Our oldest brother is primary indeed. Sad, inedible, it will make you bleed. The furthest sibling to the right will also end you. It lives in the spectrum of a different view. Seven to the right, keep on going, lies the middle child. Bane of nighttime creatures, it will leave you defiled. Four to the left sits the wild-eyed one, named for where bricks must be followed. You'll want to avoid it, lest it make your insides hollowed. For it is five to the right, and two to the left, sits the one that keeps death at bay. Take a drink, long and full, good luck to all, and may providence guide your way. Oh, wow. <laughs> Evelyn just looks at Zach and she's like, this is a lot. So you will have to drink the correct vial, Evelyn. Jeez. So just take it one at a time. The first one is our oldest brother is primary indeed. Sad, inedible, it will make you bleed. Well, Zach, the first one I think of that is blue is a primary color and blue is also another term for sadness. So that's my bet for that. What do you think? No, that's good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Zach's just going to agree with everything Great. Evelyn says. Um, this sibling to his right will also end you. lives in the spectrum of a different view. So to the okay. right, the furthest would be violet, and that's kind of a shade of blue. Um, so we know we don't want those two. Yeah, yeah, that's that totally makes yep. Um, okay. <laughs> seven, seven. Wait, wait. What? One, two, three, four, five. There's only five. What the fuck is seven? <laughs> seven to the okay. What if we just like keep no? I seven. Um, it's in a circle. That's not a bad idea. Maybe just keep counting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So seven to the right, keep on going, lies the middle child. Bane of nightmare creatures, it will leave you defiled. Bane of nighttime creatures. Wait, foaming silver. Yeah, this exactly. One. Silver, it's in the middle. Silver werewolves, like vampire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Four to the left sits the wild-eyed one named for where bricks must be followed. You'll want to avoid it, lest it make your insides hollow. Follow the yellow brick road, bro. So the emerald, I think the emerald's a good one. So are you going to pick the emerald one? No, no, Zach, Zach, the bricks go to the emerald city. That's not it. Oh, are you sure? Yes. I've already got it uncorked and everything. <laughs> no, no, the bricks go to the emerald city. Oh my gosh, okay. And the final part reads, for it is five to the right and two to the left. That sits the one that keeps death at bay. Take a drink, long and full. Good luck to all, and may providence guide your way. Oh my god, Okay. So by process of elimination, what one do you think is left, Evelyn? The, the one that's left that I have right now is the honey one. I mean, <laughs> you, you got a one out of five shot. I know. Oh, my God. Tw 20%. Okay. Don't um, worry. Um, you can't die in this game, Steph. Just do it. I know, but I'm just <laughs> Dark looking. Okay. Itself. Dark itself. 
darkest yeah, self. True. Darkest self. <laughs> if if you don't want to drink it, I'll do it, man. I'll trust you. Oh, no, 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 Zach. No. If I if No, no. If if anyone, it's gonna be me. Like I'm not making you pay for my mistakes if I okay, screwed this up. If 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 you die, what would your second guess have been? Just in case. <laughs> I think it, yeah, yeah, let's it's probably the honey. I think the more we overthink it, the worse it's going to be. Evelyn, what vial are you going to drink? Okay. I, yeah, I'm hoping I have the right order of the... Okay. The only... Yeah, I'm going to go with the honey one. Your lips, when you grab the honey potion, it touches your lips. It tastes like the tea that your grandma used to brew for you. And as you drink that, the room kind of almost like all the paint and stuff in the room kind of melts and just turns into like a really shitty fucking um, tunnel hallway as the massive door in front of you unlocks and opens up. You have chosen wisely. Oh my god, Evelyn runs over and hugs Zach. It's just like, oh my god, we did it, we did it, we did it. Hell yeah! (laughs) Um, Zach looks back to the table. Are the other bottles still around? They all kind of start to drop into a holding device that is in the table, if that makes sense. Oh man. <laughs> I really needed that if Bullsteel came back. <laughs> <laughs> so as you make your way through the next room, Zach, you can see your name spelled clearly on the next massive door and our camera will fade away from you two. Dr. Egan, Iris, and Kane, as you enter the next room with Dr. Egan's name on it, you see that it is this large round room. Very empty, however. The only thing that is hanging from the ceiling down to the floor is a doll-sized automaton with a crank in mm. its back. So what do you do, all of you? <laughs> okay. Uh. So um, so it's just hanging there. And there. Is it like on strings or is it just hanging? It's not on strings. It seems to be like floating in the air, kind of suspended. And you see that on the back, it has a giant crank key. Okay. So... Um, Egan goes over there and kind of like, you know, initially sees sees if there are any strings anywhere, and she doesn't. And then she goes to the back and she turns the key to wind the automaton up. You turn it on, and after a few cranks, it wakes up like, and its hands <laughs> go flying, and it juts across the room at furious speed. Um, Iris and Kane, I want you to roll volatile for me. Oh, okay. oh, that's oh. not good. <laughs> oh, no. Yay, I leveled up. <laughs> Yay! You're I welcome. also leveled up. I leveled hey. up, too. Hey. We just look at each other. We're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this thing comes flying at you and hits you both so hard that you go flying into into the walls both ways and does one harm to you each. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Dr. Egan, you here. Catch me if you can! And oh, we're in, in a shit. chase. <laughs> Oh, this thing is darting across the room at speeds that put even the chairman to shame. Oh. 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 Now, I don't get a... Because it's an automaton, I don't get a string on it, do I? Correct. Okay. It's not a living thing. Yeah. So you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, this thing is bouncing across the room. Uh, are there shadows in the room? Or like, what, what's the lighting situation? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there, there's... It's, it's kind of shot... It seems to be lit with a bunch of spotlights. So, yeah, totally. But there are shadows. Okay. Yeah. That I oh, can yeah. hide in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she says to Iris again, okay, uh, stand on the other side of the room. See if you can catch it. But but be very okay. careful. Obviously, it can hurt you. Um, yeah. 
And while, oh. she, while they're getting over there, she's taking off her clothes because underneath she's wearing her morph suit, her black morph <gasps> suit that she got from Rufus. Oh, and oh she my God. The yes. head, like the little headpiece over and zips it up. And she's going to use her feathers move to see if she can become a shadow and hide in the shadows. Yes. Become darkness. I'm going to become darkness. That is darkness. so sick. Yes, Kim. Oh, that is amazing. Work, please. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Okay. So that is a uh, eleven plus two, so thirteen. Jeez. <laughs> yes. oh so God. as this thing is zooming around the room like a fucking top on cocaine, this thing is just going crazy. You all, you both see Egan throw on her morph suit, and she takes a step back into the darkness, and you, she becomes darkness. You see that she. Um, I was already there. Yeah, you, you see her shadow move like across the spotlights, but it's no body. It's just her shadow that is moving around. So, Egan, you are shadow. Oh my god, Egan is so cool. <laughs> so, Egan, um, this thing is bouncing around. Um, I want you to roll plus volatile uh, for me. Add two to your roll, though, because you are the knight, basically. Yeah, okay. Uh, As this thing comes whizzing past you. Okay, and, uh, alright, but I'm just gonna roll, and okay, that is a, a, okay, so that's ten. Okay, so this thing comes whizzing past you because it sees your shadow, but Egan, like, you are, you are air, and this thing just zips right past you and, and crashes into a wall, and it, its head now is, like, spinning around 360, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah! And it's just fucking flying around the room. So, Egan, your turn. How would you like to do this? And if you want to use the others to help, you can, but um, they'll kind of roll after. So how do you want to initiate this? Uh, where where are you two right now? Are you on the opposite sides of the room or? Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of in triangle formation right now around the room. Iris says, hey, Egan, I mean, I can fly in Kanez's hoverboard. Do you want us to kind of like get it to follow us? That sounds good. Right. Do that. It's a good plan. Okay. Okay, so uh, if if you're going to do that, Kane and Iris, roll for it's showtime. And give me a hot roll, both of you. Nice. Kane is very hot. (laughs) And that was not a hot roll at all. Oh, no. That's a a five. (laughs) That's that's a nine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So... Iris, you managed to make enough of a distraction. Your wings open up and, and its head is like spinning around. And it's like, whoa, and it starts kind of buzzing around the room after you. Kane, you kick off your hoverboard, but it doesn't go. Fa- it's like Marty McFly going over water in Back to the Future 2 with the hoverboard. And it just doesn't go fast enough. And you just get wiped off your hoverboard and smacked <laughs> as your hoverboard flies in the air and s- c- crashes onto the, the floor away from you. And it, it's going to do you one harm. Still oh, learning. No. Sorry, oh. Kane. Oh, man. No, yeah, yeah. it is distracted. So, Egan, if you want to roll to see, you're right. If you can pull that crank key yeah. out, let's see. So you can sneak up on it as night. So I want you to say, let's give a dark roll for me. Okay. Oh, since you are literally worse. darkness. And you can add plus one to this. Okay. Well, that cancels out my minus one, but I got a 10 again. Yes, oh, So as this thing is bouncing around the room, trying to t- tackle I- Iris, um, you see, like, it, it opens up its hands and there's these, like, saws on it. And it's like, <laughs> Why? It's try, trying to cut you up. Oh and my just, god! It, it, it's catching up to you because it's so fast, and it's about to slice hurry, you. Egan, hurry! Egan, you out of the darkness. You literally emerge as like the sh- from one of the spotlights in shadow form, and you grab that crank key and you pull it in, oh. and the crank key disappears with you into the shadow. Yeah. And Iris, this thing's spinning blades no. are like inches from your nose, and it just. <gasps> 
turns oh off. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. You can. And you hear the massive bank vault door unlock as it swings open, and in the distance you can see the glow-in-the-dark paint cane. Well, I'm not surprised. There's a pattern here. She keeps the key. Egan, nicely done. Oh, you too. Oh, wow. Uh, Good idea. I'm I'm glad you thought of that. Thanks. Kane, sorry about your hoverboard. Uh, It's okay. Uh, In that moment of failure, I I think I learned something. And uh, (laughs) I can fly now. (gasps) (laughs) I take the limitless move from the ghost so I can fly and move <gasps> through walls. <laughs> nice. Now, just for the sake of differentiating powers amongst characters, Avery, do you mind if I confine this flying move specifically to your hoverboard? Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's <Yes>. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so forget the, you know, inch off the ground or whatever. It will be in full flight when you're on it. All right. And the walls thing just isn't a thing? Well, I still want to work that in. So how about we say that you can go through walls in those special Mm, cases, but you have to be in that Mr. Hyde form to your Dr. Jekyll, you know, that kind of more demonic version of you that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sounds good. I like that. Okay, so what it is, is you can fly all the time on that hoverboard (laughs) and you can pass through walls in your demon form. Is that cool? Sick. I love it. And as you all head into Kane's room, our camera will fade away from this group yet again. Our camera opens back up on Zack and Evelyn. You've made it into your room, Zack, and it looks quite different from Evelyn's room. You see that it looks to be the set of some sort of cheap game show. There's some flashing multicolored lights, and sitting in some sort of box-like sitting area are two automaton puppets that look a lot like Statler and Waldorf from The Muppets, and some silly music is playing in the background. So that's the scene that's painted right here. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, and they seem to be in the middle of an argument. And you hear one of them going left, the other one goes right, one goes red, one goes blue, one goes up, one goes down, one goes die, one goes alive, one goes dark, one goes light. And the door shuts behind you, and like as if like a game show kind of flashing sign, it says get them to agree. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> War, peace, walking, running. <laughs> well, Zach, you're, you're you're really, you know, charismatic and convince people. What? Well, do you try to talk to them? Well, you can't argue with good music, so <laughs> Zach's just gonna like start playing his guitar. Like, come on, how's this wrestle your genius? So, what are you trying to do with with with, with the music? He's, he's just going to try to to play music so good that you can't disagree that it fucking rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. yes. All right, let's give me a showtime roll, and I think we'll add hot to this. Fuck. Uh, that, no, that's a seven. You pull out your guitar, and you start to play, and you see, like, they kind of stop, and they both go, huh? and they turn their head and look over to you in unison, and then after, like, two or three bars, they kind of shake up their hands, and they go, that was great! No, that was bad! No! Light, dark, left, right! <laughs> and they start screaming at each other, and, like, like at this point, they're like comic Muppets. They're, like, getting all, all of each other's faces. They start, like, slapping each other with their Muppet hands. Okay. Uh, that didn't work. Fuck. I got it! <laughs> uh, Zach's gonna be like, 
okay, that didn't work. You gotta, and uh, as he's doing that, he's, he's walking around. You just gotta agree on something. So why not? And he's gonna like smack their heads together. <laughs> okay, you wanna smack the Muppets' heads together. All right, uh, could you roll volatile for me, That's please? That's good. That's a four. A four? Oh no, Zach. So, Zach, you go to bop their heads together. You grab both the automatons and hit them together. And you just hear this gentle squeak as their plushy bodies hit each other. And they both look at you. And one goes, good form. One goes, bad form. And they go, no, yes, no, yes, up. Down, left, right, ice, fire, ice, fire, 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 fire. Okay, uh, we can play with fire. He's oh, gonna nice. um, turn his guitar into <laughs> yes. a zippo and um, take off his headband and just start lighting that on fire. Oh, fire. One goes nice, one goes ugly, one goes hot, one goes cold. <laughs> cold. Well, you're not listening, asshole. <laughs> and he's he's just gonna like tie that that uh, that um, headband around Waldor. <laughs> so as as this thing starts to steam, it goes hot, hot, burning, hot. Yeah. Oh! And the other one looks back and goes cold, not burning. Boo! Oh, you're sure about that? Okay. He turns the uh, the Zippo into the guitar and starts playing it. Rolls dark for me. That's a fucking five again. Oh, oh no. my god! Here's the, how that's gonna manifest. This is the first time you really played this magical fire guitar, and you whip it out and you start jamming on your fire guitar as opposed to your real guitar. And the the flames that were dancing on one of them begin to kind of burn burn out of control and wrap themselves around the other, and they're both screaming, "Hot, hot, burning!" And their arms are like flailing in the air as their faces are melting on fire. Um, as as this happy music is still going on, and um, actually the flames get out of control, and Zach, they surround you and they burn you for one heart. <gasps> oh no. Oh my god. They agreed though, right? They agreed. We all heard it. Hot, out, hot, out, fuck. And as all three of you are now on fire, yelling, oh, oh my god. The door cranks open and opens up. <laughs> oh my god. Can can Evelyn use her wither hex to try to reduce the flames around Zach to help? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, so that's a seven. A seven. Okay, so I, I'm going to say um, it's not going to stop him from getting harmed the one harm, but the burns go out and you don't lose anything, Zach. Because I, I was going to maybe say like you might have lost something in the flames, but I'm going to say the flames go out before you lose anything. So you all stop and uh, yeah, the door's now open. The automatons are still on fire, but they have now stopped mo moving like puppets and they're just oh burning in place now. Here, see, if, uh, if you only have a hammer, everything looks better when you lay it on fire. <laughs> um, okay. Amazing. Uh, that's uh, a saying that you can use in your everyday life. Just thank you. you. Uh, great work, Zach. Uh, yeah, that was that was inspiring, wasn't it? I bet. Yeah. No, whatever. Okay. Bye. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> okay, you got bye. them to agree. Oh, you actually. Oh, I mean, I didn't feel good about that, but if you did. Well, no. I mean, it wasn't an <laughs> optimal solution, but we're out of here now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, bonus. At this point, like, one of their eyeballs falls out and splats on the floor and it's just lit on fire. Oh That's disturbing. Mm. Let's get out of here. Yeah, what do you... Yeah, what do you think would happen if we went for all of those potions? <laughs> <laughs> You're still thinking about the potions? <laughs> 
And as you two step through into the next door, this aesthetic that it's been mostly this ugly sewer kind of underground labyrinth vibe, that all completely goes away. And you're looking at this beautiful red carpet leading down this much more narrow hallway. And what seems to be lined with these ornate torches letting gold light dance off the walls. And at the very end, you see a massive gold door awaiting you with the symbol of a jagged crystal <gasps> inside a circle. Uh, okay, um, yeah, Zach, I think we found the circle, the founding circle. And Evelyn, upon that realization, our camera fades away. Undergrad, a monster heart's tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi everyone, Eric your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltaletheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes, the first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Kane, you leave your group and you walk into utter darkness. Great. And the door shuts behind you. And you can hear whispering in the room, as if there's voices all around you. And... Kane, you see in like a spotlight just turns on and it shines one word that says fear. And as those lights go out, Kane, you feel this energy just surround you. And Dr. Egan and Iris, from your perspective, when Kane turns around to look at you, you see that where his clothes were all of a sudden now he's wearing these ill-fitted astronaut pajamas like he's a kid. And Kane, you hear the sound, you turn back around and this dark room has turned into this long hallway with chipped paint and a familiar smell of home in the air. And as you make your way down the hallway, Kane, you can hear the familiar sounds of your parents arguing and things getting thrown across the house and and just violence and, and awfulness coming from the next room. And, you know, from Dr. Egan and Iris's perspective, the further Kane goes down this hallway, the more he shrinks down to the size and stature of his old self. So, Kane, what do you do? Well, this, this is my test, so I just I walk forward and... In my, as my little, probably six or seven year old self. 
Kane, you walk further down the the hallway, and you just see like a shadow poking out, as if there is a, a light cast at the end of the hallway. A figure walks in the middle, and you see this dark figure, and you hear, "What the fuck are you doing out of bed?" Oh. He kind of hugs his teddy bear a little tighter to his chest, and he says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Excuse me? What did you say to me? And he smashes his beer bottle against the wall, holding the sharp shards of glass in his hand. Walks up to you and says, Do I have to teach you another lesson, boy? And then the shadow shapes into a small boy with glowing green eyes going, Do I have to turn Iris into a chair cane? (laughs) Oh, I will. She's going to look so lovely. And transforms again. And came the last few steps of this figure take the form of Abel Granfield. With this bloody hole in his chest, and he picks you up, Cain, in your kid form, and holds you up in the air, and you just hear him saying, This is all your fault, Cain! This is all your fault, Cain! This is all your fault! And he just repeats it over and over and over again. So, Cain, what do you do now? Uh, he tries to just scream, like, I'm sorry, like, louder than his uh, yelling. He's like, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I made mistakes, and I'm sorry! Can give me a plus dark roll, please. <laughs> That's a six. Okay, okay, so I'm not going to give you any information. I'm just going to tell you what happens when you say that. You, right. you say that, and you get dropped, and you see that this Abel figure takes, like, three steps back, and it looks at you, and it walks forward to you again to attack you. What do you do? Fight back. He's going to try to fight back as best as he can and just say, like, he's basically, like, screaming, like, fuck you, I'm not a little kid anymore i'm stronger than i was back then and you will not be able to defeat me as this thing is like morphing into all sorts of terrifying shapes and egan and iris you even see your worst fears manifest it in this thing as it kind of is turning and shifting in all these different horrible shapes iris is just on the ground with like her eyes closed then if that's happening Yeah, totally. It's incredibly disturbing, Iris. Just the rate that it's changing and the horrors that it's exuding. And Kane, this thing steps towards you again and takes its final shape as this domineering shape of your father. Darkness still covering his face and he gets really close to you. And his voice, even deeper than that of your actual dad, says, You're nothing but a worthless killer. You're just like me. I'm proud to call you my son. I'm better than you ever were. I'm not like you. I've changed. I'm good. I can do good. I can help people. You're worthless. You're the scum. And I'm glad I left everybody behind. Roll plus dark. Come on. Dark is good. Work for me, dice. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Seven. Okay. (laughs) So, So on that seven, Kane, after you say that, I feel like you turn your back to it. You said all you need to say. And Kane, on that you hear, Don't you walk away from me! And that broken beer shards swipe down your back, and Kane, it's going to cut you for one harm as you fall to the ground. Kane, you turn around, you look back at the shadow figure. What do you do? He's, okay, he's pissed. So he's going to use one of his bargains. It's the power flows through you. So I can give the dark power a string in order to add two to my next roll. So he kind of 
punches the floor, gets up, and he turns back around. He's just gonna straight, like, kind of like he did with Bull Steel. He's just sick of all these large male authority figures and their bullshit. He's just gonna try and spear him. <laughs> you try to spear him, and you fly like I- I'm not gonna have you roll. You just fly right through it, and you slide down the ah, hallway. Shit. And you you kind of pop your head up, and it looks like you didn't move down the hallway at all. And this thing is still looming above you, <sighs> breathing heavily. Iris kind of like peeks like through her fingers as she's on the ground and she kind of sees what's happening. She's like, Kane, Kane, just keep coming towards us and keep walking away from them, maybe. Keep coming to us. Yes. Don't try to fight. Don't Don't try to be like him. You're better than he is now. Oh shit, you're right. Yes. (laughs) Don't fight. Don't fight. (laughs) All right, all right. So. He hears that. He's like, fuck, uh, you're, you're totally right. My first reaction was to try to hit the guy. Um, so he stands up and he's going to try to walk back toward them. And he specifically just wants to walk through the sort of specter of his dad and um, say, I've learned my lessons. I'm not going to be like you. And it doesn't matter what you do to me now or how badly you hurt me. It's not going to change what I'm going to do going forward, which is be as good of a person as I can be. Iris just smiles. Roll plus dark for me one more time. And add, add, add the two that you did with your bargain and add one more because you make eye contact with Iris when she smiles. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to use my lucky coin. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as this shadow figure makes its final charge towards you, Kane, you pull out your coin and you flip it up in the air. And as it's rolling in the air, spinning, you see that... It takes one shape as your head and the other side as Iris's head, and they're spinning together so quickly that they become one and the same. And with that vision, Kane, you just get hit with these memories of being in the room with Iris and being surrounded by, you know, this burgeoning little family that you're creating and making cookies and making love in the hot tub and staying up watching films and laughing and loving and dancing and singing and all of this, these emotions can just swell up to you and as the coin disappears into nothing you just feel this connection and you look back at this shadow figure of your father and with a quick whiff of your hand, Kane, like it's nothing, you just hear, as the shadow disappears. And can you get to make your way over to Iris at last? And I give her like a huge hug. She she responds with like a huge kiss. Um, and she's also giving him sexual healing at the same time. <laughs> Yay! Too. Amazing. I have three harms, so that helps. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you, you have this beautiful embrace and as you both kiss the room becomes bright again. Well done, King. And the thing is, this room looked to be the biggest of all of them, and you find out this room was actually like a broom cupboard. It was was the smallest of them all. (laughs) And the bank vault door opens, and you find that you step out, and you are looking at the backs of Evelyn and Zach as they're making their way down this torch-lit hallway. And you see them. And Zach and Evelyn, you hear that door open behind you. You turn around. Oh, it took you guys so long. You're all reunited again. Zach, Evelyn. <gasps> uh, we had to we had to go through our tests. Did, did you have st- tests as well? <laughs> we had yes. three people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah we, we totally each got two tests to make up for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we, we passed the test, though. Good job, everyone. Why yeah. are they testing us, though? I think they want us to be a part of 
their group and maybe not the chairman's. Yeah, but aren't they the fucking bad guys? Oh, I'm so confused. Yes, but they want us to be on their side, I think. Maybe, I don't know, that's what I kind of get the impression of, is they're testing us so we could join their group, so we have to resist. It's, huh. Yeah, exactly. It seems like he knows about our work with the chairman and the test we've been going through. Yes. And the chairman did say that people might try to use us for bad, right? Or yeah. something like that? Our powers? I don't yeah. know. Yes. Well, he, that's what he was worried about. So I think we need to proceed with caution. Now, we see the, the gold door at the end, right? Yep. And it, you see the what, what symbol it has. Yes. Okay. And, then, and, and I tell them, I'm like, that's the symbol that was in Coffee Bob's book. I see. Shit. So this is it. Well... Well, who wants to do the honors? There's no way but forward. Me. I open the door. (laughs) (laughs) You open the doors and you are brought into, like I said, it matches the beautiful room that you were in before. Uh, in terms of the, the hallway aesthetic, mm-hmm. it's these golden plated walls with these beautiful mosaics all around. And you're in what looks to be a chapel. These domed ceilings carved into the you know rock above with these torches all lit around lighting. And in the front, you see an altar. Mm. And at that altar in front are two figures wearing bags on their head tied to chairs. And in the middle of those two figures is someone who suspiciously suspiciously looks like Willem Dafoe. (laughs) Finally. Standing there going, well, welcome everyone to our sanctuary. I hope you are ready for salvation. You have all passed the test. What is this place? This place is known by many names. The Chapel of Salvation, the Water's Well, all things begin and end right here. You will all make fine servants for my master. You will all make beautiful sacrifices as it has been foreseen. Here is where you will rise and become immortal. And if we refuse? Yeah, I'm already immortal. <laughs> you are damned. His voice booms, and he says, I offer something more. My master offers life immortum. My master is life. Who's your master? He points to the back behind him, and you see this this mosaic, the main mosaic in the room, is a circle of 13 figures standing in a circle with the one clearly at the top of the circle being of the most prominence, a hooded figure with open arms. And you see that he's offering each, this this figure is offering each of the other 12 a red spiky stone that they take in their hand. And the person who looks like Willem Dafoe says, I am the pale mare chosen by the founder to be the light and guide you all to their glory. And he pulls out in his hand, you see this tiny little, it almost looks like a ruby that's glistening in his hand. And he puts it, he he kind of closes it, and you see that the ruby's light almost burrows its way into his hand. And this red electricity flows around his body, and he says, Behold, 
its power. And he sends this bolt of electricity at all of you. <gasps> this massive shock. And you all get hit by it and you drop to the ground. Oh. Although none of you take any harm. Mm. Do we <laughs> feel any different after it hits us? Like, just other than knocked off our feet? Everyone feels off. Mm. Like, like it feels like you got like a weird headache. Okay. Why did you bring us here? To show you the power. To tell you that you worship false idols and you follow false prophets. Who do you think we follow? <laughs> I can smell the stink of the chairman from here. Okay, well, you can talk to us. Just please let those poor people go. You didn't have to kidnap people to talk to us. He he holds up both of his hands and he sends this red shock into both of these bodies. <gasps> and you just see that they kind of like twitch awake and you hear, oh, for God's sake, please. And you hear, oh, my God, please fucking stop. And you hear that one of them is obviously Coffee Josh. Josh! Iris, Iris, is that you? Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. We, I promise. Please get me out of here. I've been kept for far too long. I don't know who you are, but okay. <laughs> I'm Vice President Silver Trick. Ah, and he gets shocked by that red lightning and kind of goes faint yet again. Stop. Please stop hurting them. What do you want? You want us to follow you, but but why are they here? What can't don't can't you just let them go? I don't think that you have fully understood your lesson. By the time we are done here, you will no doubt understand that I follow the true prophet. There is but one God, and he is my master. And he turns on spot in this kind of blur of red electricity, and he appears next to all of you and holds out his fingers and shocks you all, and this time you all take one heart. Oh, Jesus. With, with ease, like with fucking ease, he does this. And then he stands in the middle and he says, well, show me what you've learned from your false prophet. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a fucking threat. Let's let's. Uh... Why should oh we show you? If you don't, I will make sure that these two do not see the light of day. They are not mentioned in the Book of Salvation, therefore they have no meaning to me. I don't understand. What do you want us to do? Just just show off what we have? Like, I don't I don't understand. Iris, he sends a red shock to you and it does one more harm oh to you. Oh my god, I'm almost dead. Oh my god. Iris gets electrified like Luke Skywalker <gasps> from Return oh. of the Jedi. Steam is coming off of her from that red lightning. She's not looking good. Oh, no. he's, he's mentioning this Book of Salvation. Kane's gonna kind of take a look around the room and see if there's any sort of artifact or book yeah. or something to... Roll plus... Roll plus cold, Kate. I want to see how much you can pick up right now. Well, that's a one. Literally, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Kane's so enveloped with Iris. He's like, fuck! Yeah, Kane, you can't make heads or tails of shit. Your your world is just too crazy. And he looks and he says, will no one show me the work of your false prophet or are you proving that my god is the only god? And... Egan takes her, um, she's going to do her feathers move again and try to be the shadow and try to see if she can uh, release the two that are, are up at the altar. Egan, you throw on your <laughs> morph suit, morph suit and oh, no. you, you go to take a step and you roll roll for roll for feathers for me. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Um, okay, that's on. So that's a nine. 
you go to take a step and you feel, like that that feeling of becoming shadow was very visceral yeah, last yeah. time and you take a step on the ground and you realize you're just a person in a morph suit <gasps> oh you're just a person in a morph suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you hear a laugh from the pale mare going. <laughs> she turns to everybody and says, he's taking our powers with the with the red light. My God is the only God and he gives gifts of plenty. And he holds out his hand and you see the red jewel glowing in his hand. I have power that none of you have ever dreamt about. Think of what we can do in a new world. Bring peace, prosperity. No one we love will die. These are the gifts my God promises. And he's almost crying. Um, can Iris do Jimmy stuck down the well? Again, when something bad yeah, is happening or just about to happen. Down the well. Just so, just to see if she can get some kind of like feel, like I don't know, help or I don't know. Oh my god, that's so good. That's yeah. a thirteen. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yes. Broke so, it. what do you want to do with this, Iris? Um. So yeah, on a ten up, you know where you need to go or get there just in time. I don't know. I guess she's just trying to like uh, channel. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's some some animal or something that's been in here that maybe has seen something that might show her how to like get them out of this or 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 distract him or help them out in any way um just to give them a leg up or something like that so because you rolled so well i'm gonna give it a you'll only have a little bit so what you do is you close your eyes and you realize that um there you're in the body of a cockroach and this cockroach is scurrying in the darkness and you get a flash of a mosaic in the corner of the room that's darker than the rest that you can't see with your with with just your normal eyes and you're looking at it through the eyes of this cockroach and what you see are um a beautiful mosaic of someone holding this red energy in their hand and someone going to slash it with a knife so slashing their hand cut off cut their hand off okay okay cool cool okay um how how cl- is he like? Is he talking to Egan right now? And then the cockroach explodes and dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> Iris kind of lets out a gasp, uh, but she like comes out of it. Wrong place, wrong Yeah, you time. feel yourself get like rejected from it, and, it go- and, and the pale mare looks at you and says, "Your mere trifles from your pathetic realm are nothing to my god." Yeah, man, you're fucking right. Fuck the chairman. Fuck this. Fuck you guys. Uh. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I get it, man. I get it. You know what? These guys, fuck these guys. They they fucked me so many fucking times. I think you're onto something, man. Look, like, what can you do? Like, tell me about your god, dude. Oh, as, as, uh, as he's doing that, can Iris, uh, while he's, like, looking at Zach, can Iris um, kind of crawl over, because she's, like, almost dead to Egan? and um, whisper that information to her to, to cut off his hand because she has a knife. She has coffee. She has coffee Bob's knife. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, he, he's very distracted right now talking to Zach anyway. And he says, my God is a generous God who has been distributing knowledge and mercy for all of existence. They pass from place to place where they are needed and spread knowledge. I have been given such knowledge and follow us, follow my God, and you will be enlightened. Save yourselves from what is to come. If you do not, you will all die. 
agonizing deaths that will take millennia to happen. It does not make sense to you now, but it will when the time comes. And if it's too late, then I'm afraid it's too late. Dude, tell me more. What What's this god's name? <laughs> Ooh, Zach, roll, roll, manipulate NPC and give me a plus one because you, you kind of touched in on his fervor, his religious uh -huh. fervor. Yeah, uh, that's a 14. Yes! Oh. oh, heck yeah. So he is locked on you right now, Zach, and he's so intrigued and excited by what you're asking him. He opens up his hand, he sends out one of those red electrical sparks, oh but not God. to attack. This time it dances around the walls, illuminating all of these mosaics, telling a story. And you see it settles on the first one with a shrouded figure walking in a old craggy forest. And he says, our Lord traveled across the land, teaching those who would hear him. And then it goes to the next mo mosaic. And you see this hooded figure holding out this red electrical energy, destroying an entire town. The town is burning. People are fleeing. And yet those who still shunned were punished and rightly judged by our Lord. And it jumps again. You can see that this time there's a new town being rebuilt. And the hooded figure is directing them and pointing them towards the stars and things like that. Our Lord taught many things across the land and decided to build a wonderful, splendid place for learning, for great knowledge and power. Just like all the old world gods, he asked for very little but a sacrifice, and those sacrifices aided those to ascend to higher limits. And you can see that the next tableau, the next mosaic, has the hooded figure holding his hand out, and the very essence of this person tied to a pole is getting ripped from them and condensing into this jagged red crystal in his hand. And the pale mare looks back at you and says, there are only those who are sacrificed and those who are saved. Our God bestows power through the philosopher's stone. The power that is gifted to us is immense and unequaled by any other. Don't you see? Your God, tell me... If he can take away our powers, he must be very powerful. And she starts walking towards him. He is. And please bathe in his mercy, for he is merciful and loving. He seeks only to spread the good word and peace. How, how does he want us to spread his good word? And she's in the meantime, she's kind of trying to take out her, her knife. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have you say roll. Uh, I, I roll hold steady right now because okay. you are trying to be at one fucking cool cat. Can Evelyn Evelyn see Egan taking out her knife and she wants to try to help out if she can? Yeah, how do you want to help out? Um, she wants to use one of her hexes, her binding. Okay. To try to like hold him in place while she moves in. Roll roll for binding. Okay. Egan, what did you get on your roll? Uh, it's a seven. So on a seven to nine, you get to choose. You keep your cool or pick an option from the 10 up, but gain the condition terrified. Yeah, I'm going to keep my cool. Okay, so you're you're just doing your heavy breathing, Egan, and you're, you're still in your morph suit and you're just walking up towards him. <laughs> oh my God. How about you, Evelyn? I got a 13 for the binding. Okay, okay so Evelyn, because you rolled so well, I'm going to say you get the sense that your magic is very weak down here. Like you, you have to use all of your energy to summon this. Um, and you're only going to get one shot. You're only going to get a moment of stillness from him. Okay. So I'm going to say I'm going to let you activate it whenever you want, but you only get to activate it once and it will be for but okay. a moment. Okay, yeah, she's just keeping an eye on Egan 
and she's trying to watch for like the the split second where Egan is going to go for him and try to time it like perfectly so that she binds it in that split second as Egan goes to chop off his hand. The, the pale mare looks at you and says, don't you get it? <laughs> you are one of the few. Do you know how many have come before you and have failed this test? Have failed and have been locked in these rooms for decades and left to rot and die? My God only takes the best. We only take the most worthy and he has deemed me and all of you worthy. And he's like basically crying right now. Like he is getting fucking really yeah, intense really about this. We've seen the tapestries we know that there have been others before us so you're saying that we've come further than anyone has ever come none have made it farther than you as was foreseen and foretold by my lord but you are not the only ones to be tested my lord tests many in his service i see what do you hold in your hand is that this stone a gift from my god. Is it? A holy gift indeed. Um, oh god, I really am gonna regret this, but I'm gonna do it. Oh, no. Um Um <laughs> As he's looking down at the stone and Egan's talking, is is his back turned to Iris? Yeah, sure, fuck it. Oh god, I'm, <laughs> I I or, I already regret this. Oh my god. She's, she's she's going to um uh take out Lurvy and just <laughs> whisper to him and say um, uh, hi, okay, be careful, but if you can sneak over there and, and make your teeth sharp and, and help free those two poor people over there, that'd be great, but please, please, please stay hidden and be, and be safe, okay? And you see, it, 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 oh, no. it takes the form of a rat and scurries into the darkness. <gasps> nice, okay. okay. <laughs> and now the pale mare's attention is on you, Egan, and he says, my God will thank me for bringing you all into its service. Please, join us. I do not want you to all die. Don't you understand? I understand. I am very powerful. I have honed my skills over millennia. Let me... Wait, hold still. I want to see this stone. This is the source of the power, isn't it? This is but a small source of my God's power, and you don't understand the plans he has, the plans for all, everyone here, everyone above. Really? He has plans for everyone, and they will all be saved. Tell me. They will be baptized by fire and blood. Oh, she puts her hands over the um, his hands in the stone, and she says, "Really, tell me all about it." You you can feel when you touch his hand, you feel, Egan. Um, you can hear like a solitary scream. Mm. It's like a scream into infinity that has not stopped for however long, mm. and you feel like so much pain and oh. anger. And but he he's exhilarated and he, he he just says, "Can't you feel it? Do you feel the essence flowing? Do you feel that those are being baptized by fire and living through me?" And she she can't wait. She hates the scream, so she just takes her knife and she's holding onto his hand and just goes to slice oh. off his hand. <laughs> Evelyn yes. sees her pull out the knife and then she activates her binding hex. 
All right, roll plus volatile. Now, when you roll plus volatile, I'm going to say add two because he's frozen in place. So that's how that's going to pay off. Please, we're, yes. Come okay, on. So that is an 11. Nice. Yes. 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 As he goes, finally, don't you see? Oh, yes, I see. Egan, you got you use your arm like a springboard, Egan. You use all your vampiric speed to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And like everyone, you you miss it. It happens so fast. Just this blur shape happens, and all of a sudden you see a hand flying in the air. Oh. <laughs> and the hand lands in the middle of all of you and just disintegrates, and you see the red stone in it just melts into the floor and dissipates. And you can all hear a scream is let out as this stone melts and the scream dissipates as it kind of steams into the air and is released. What the fuck? And the pale mare looks at you with his bloody stuff and he goes, you fucking bitch! And he just gives you just like, he fucking pulls out a knife and stabs you, Egan, oh. right in the gut. Oh my God. And it's, it's a silver knife. <gasps> oh no. And you just feel this burning sensation in you, Egan, as you drop down and you take, um, what is your harm at right now? It's a three. Oh! Yeah! Oh, God, it's like it's so darkest, darkest self. self. As you fall to the ground, Egan, you can lose all of your strings or you can go into your darkest self. I'm going dark itself. Are you kidding me? Nice. Um, <laughs> yes. I need my strings. Um, everyone is your pawn, your plaything. You hurt them and make them vulnerable for sport, like a cat does with a mouse. Maybe you'll even drain them dry, even though you'll certainly take your time first. You escape your darkest self when you're put in your rightful place by someone more powerful than you. Mm. What? Mm. Oh, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm the chairman, I guess. <laughs> so as Egan hits the ground from the stab wound, you see that the blood that's gushing out actually reverses and goes back into her oh. as her eyes become <laughs> extremely bloodshot. Oh and the, the, the pale bear covers up his stump and you see him run to the very edge of the chapel and he kind of throws his body against the wall and the wall turns and seals and he's gone. <gasps> Shit. And Egan stands up looking at all of you like breakfast. <laughs> and I still have the knife in my stomach, don't I? Yeah, yes. you do. Yeah. Egan, are, are, are you okay? And I pull it out. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, Dr. Egan. And as all four of you stare into the bloodthirsty, bloodshot, and wrath-filled eyes of Dr. Elizabeth Egan in her full vampire fury, our camera fades... Away. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. 
Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.